Hello and welcome to the very first In Good Taste Denver podcast. This is our first official podcast. Hopefully you will have listened to our introductory one that told you really why we're doing this podcast and and the stories we want to be able to tell. But this is our first official one. And I'm Courtney, the publisher of InGoodTasteDenver.com, the blog. And I am here with a good friend of mine who (laughs) was willing to be my very first official podcast interview, Chris Engler. And I asked Chris to come and talk to us because she's doing really interesting things and she's a really interesting person and she has an interesting story to tell. And as you know, I am all about the stories. So let's get started. Chris, thank you very much for being my guinea pig podcast <laughs> and being here with me today. So let's start with you telling everybody what you, know, what you call yourself, what your titles are and what the names of your websites are. So Courtney, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm just, I feel so blessed to be your, your guinea pig, because <laughs> I, I think you're doing great things too, so Thank it's you. nice to share that love to each other. Thank you. Um, so I am, I call myself the head motivator, and that is my official title, it's on my LinkedIn profile, <laughs> it's on my business cards, I'm head motivator, and some people think that's like head for psychology, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the head motivator, or mm-hmm. just head motivator. Either way, I, I re- my goal is to motivate people to discover their world, so... I have two websites. One is called eatwalklearn.com, and the other is called denverbyfoot.com. So can you explain the difference between the two sites? Absolutely. So both of the sites really deal with walking and getting out on your feet and exploring your world. The Denver by Foot website is strictly and only about the city and county of Denver. And it's about finding the neighborhoods, the parks, the trails, and the hikes within the city and county of Denver and getting out and exploring them by foot. Eat, Walk, Learn has the same sort of focus, except it's the rest of the world. (laughs) So Denver is not on that site at all. Mm -hmm. And that's really focused towards the person who wants to do a walking vacation or have a walking adventure or a hiking or walking adventure. And I often use walking and hiking interchangeably. I just think anything you're doing on your feet is either walking or hiking. And when did you start each site? I started Eat, Walk, Learn um, actually probably five years ago. I had... I've always been a traveler and always been a walker and I was going around the world and my friends and family wanted to know what I was doing. And so that's how it started was I was just writing things for them. And then I started realizing that more than my friends and family wanted my information. And so that's how Eat, Walk, Learn started. And actually, you don't know this, Courtney, but uh, we were having coffee or something one day and I was explaining how Eat, Walk, Learn was getting downloaded with Denver content. Mm. And you said to me, you need to start a Denver website. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how Denver by Foot got started. Did I? I don't remember that, but good for me and good for you. Um, well, so since we're here in Colorado and specifically in Denver, let's talk a little bit more about Denver by foot. So how do you go about curating your walks? And you do refer to it as curating. Them. I do. So the background on my walks is I've walked all 78 neighborhoods in Denver. I've walked over 200 miles of its trails. I know very intimately the trail system and the neighborhoods, and I've also been to all 300 parks. So... I feel like I've got a database of content or a database of knowledge about the city of Denver. So then when something happens, I try to curate a walk around that event or that theme or that idea. Like, for example, with all of the Black Lives Matter stuff that's happening right now, and there's a lot of murals going up that are reflecting people's perspectives about the Black Lives Matter movement. 
I put together a walk that people can start at one place in the city of Denver and, and walk a route, a curated route that goes to all those different murals mm -hmm. so they can see and they can get their own perspective about what's going on in the city. That's excellent. That's Thanks. great. How long do your walks take to do? Well, I, I like to say that I will give you a distance of a walk, but usually my walks are, you know, an hour or two hours long. So usually they range from three to five miles in length. And if someone walks a 20 minute mile, they're going to do about three miles an hour. But I mean, if you're exercising, you're going faster. If you're meandering and taking pictures, you're going slower. So, and most of the routes are designed that you can do all of it or none of it or, or, or a portion of it or, you know, whatever you're comfortable doing. Do you, is your vision that people are going a little bit slower so they're noticing more or is it okay with you if they're race walking? I don't really, it's okay with me, whatever they do. I don't really, I don't think I focus to the race walker. I think my, as I said at the beginning, my goal is to have people discover mm -hmm. places. And I think when you're taking your time and you're taking pictures and you're reading plaques and you're looking at the history of different locations, you're taking time. And that's going to, you know, so that's where your discovery come from, comes from. Okay. What do you personally get from doing these walks? So I am a transplant to Denver. I moved here uh, in 2013. And I was working a corporate America job, being the big, you know, type A corporate America sales rep, achieving all the goals and getting, hitting all the numbers and getting all the rewards and so on. And I started to see that the writing was on the wall, that my position was going to get eliminated. So I didn't know what to do. And in the time period of the announcement of the elimination and the elimination, I started walking, trying to really think through what I wanted to do with my life and what I was going to do next. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started hearing from people and seeing from people that they think Denver is one thing. And I was out walking and finding out that Denver is something else. Hmm. And I really felt that it was my responsibility as I started to learn and uncover all these things about Denver. It was my responsibility and my gift to be able to explain those treasures to other people. And my goal is, you know, a lot of people have, were born here. And I'll say, like, just this past week, I led a walk to Inspiration Point Park, and I asked, we had about 15 people there, and I asked how many people had been to Inspiration Point, and only two people had. Mm -hmm. And I thought, my goodness, you know, this is, Inspiration Point Park is a fabulous place to go catch a sunset, but I'll bet you 75% of Denver has never been there. And I think it's my joy to be able to share that with people, to see that there's just some fabulous places to discover. Yeah, I've never even heard of it, and I've lived here my whole life. So. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so you all need to get out there and see yeah, sunset. You definitely. know, with an 8.30 sunset right now, it's a great place Yeah, to definitely. So what do you hope other people get from it then? I mean, you kind of alluded to that. Well, I think, um, you know, most people work some sort of 9 to 5 job or, you know, whatever their schedule is, they're working some 40 or 50 hour commitment someplace. And whether that's in their house or they're driving downtown or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think we get in these ruts of we go to the our work and then we read in good taste Denver and maybe try a new restaurant someplace or whatever. <laughs> but we but we you know, we kinda get in these ruts of the the ten things we do. Mm -hmm. And on my Denver by Foot website I really try to expose that you can still stay in your comfort zone, but you can add something else into your pattern. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon your ten things become eleven things and twelve things and thirteen things. Like back to the Inspiration Park Point example, maybe people will 
not to give you a plug, Courtney, but I will, you know, go check out In Good Taste Denver, find a restaurant for Friday night, get takeout, and then go to Inspiration Point for the night. Maybe that's something that you end up doing regularly on a Friday night once a month. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're getting more out of your city. And so the point I'm trying to make is I think we get in these ruts and we forget about the rest of our space and the rest of our world. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to help people find those things easily and digest those things easily so that they have a richer life. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite place to walk? Or is that like asking somebody what their, <laughs> who their favorite child is, their favorite pet? You know, gosh, that's a that's a really hard question. You know, sometimes I'm in the mood for a trail. Sometimes I'm in the mood for to walk in the city. Sometimes I want to get into the trees. You know, sometimes I'll admit I leave the city and county of Denver and I go, you know, I go to Jeffco or I go wherever. But my favorite place to walk is, or my let me answer that question this way. Okay. My favorite place to take people to walk that are new to Denver or maybe they're new to walking or they're just kind of new to getting out or maybe they're even visitors that are having an adjustment to the altitude. I love to go down to Confluence Park. So that's at the intersection of the Cherry Creek and the Platte River. A lot of people know where REI is. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll park at REI and then walk up and down the Platte River and walk up and down the Cherry Creek, which is, you can do, really you can go as far as you want. You can do a little mile loop or you can do a 20 mile loop if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just a nice place that you see what Denver looks like. And whether that's the people or the built environment or the natural environment, you can see all of that Mm -hmm. right there at Confluence Park. So there's beautiful art, there's beautiful water, there's lots of activity going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what time of year you go. Com- that Confluence Park section is just so dynamic and, and interesting that it's probably my favorite place to walk. Yeah, that, that is one of my favorite areas, and we've been going there a long time, and I love being able to look up at the buildings from that river view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that subterranean view, and, and you know, over the years we've seen skyscrapers change, you right. know, the, the scene change so much, and it's interesting to see it from that perspective. So people shouldn't just walk out the door with just whatever they have on for footwear, I'd imagine, or, you know, clothing-wise, because these are longer walks. And so what equipment, you know, what should people be wearing and taking that would make walking easier, more comfortable, and and make it so that they feel comfortable and, you know, aren't griping about it? Right, right. You know, really are enjoying it. So that's a fair question. So I think in general... What you have on your feet in general, you can go out and walk in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you have high heel pumps or sandals or you know, something mm-hmm. like that on, no. But in general, that's what you need. But if you, don't, if you do need, want to change your shoes and get a little bit more comfortable, you know, absolutely a good closed-toed shoe, a sneaker, um, a keen, some sort of um, athletic-type shoe. Where I suggest people walk in Denver, you don't need a pair of boots for. There's no rock climbing anywhere in Denver unless you go to the Denver mountain parks. Mm-hmm. You know, always make sure you've got water with you. I like to have a water, like a belt that I can put a water bottle in so I can have my hands free so I can use my hands to make a phone call or, mm-hmm. you know, catch a, a railing or something if I need it. And then obviously a hat and, you know, whatever outerwear you might need depending on the weather. I actually, more people walk with me in the winter than walk with me in the summer, mm-hmm. believe it or not, because I think there's the challenge in the winter that they don't want to go up in the mountains or they're not high altitude people or snow people. They still want to get outside. And there's not a lot of competition for your, except for your winter sports, there's not a lot of competition for doing things in Denver in the wintertime. So a lot of people walk with me. So in that case, I might recommend that you try, you get some ice cleats or some sort of, you know, traction device on your shoes, which are like, I recommend corkers. 
a lot of people have different ideas about what to wear, but those just slip on the bottom of your shoes and then they make it a little bit easier for walking on ice. But the, the Dipper does a really great job of clearing sidewalks, mm -hmm. and so ice in general is not much of a problem. Okay. Hopefully, the people listening to this are going to come at it from all different abilities and, and levels of conditioning, mm -hmm. you know, from people who don't walk for, you know, other than to get from here to there, right. and people who are very athletic. So do you have any words of advice for, for your walks in particular? Mm -hmm. Like, are they doable for somebody who's sort of, and I'm doing air quotes here, a be, you know, a beginner walker? Sure. Um, versus somebody who's really fit. Right. So I like to think of, you know, the person who maybe they, their, their big walk of the day is to go to the post office box or the mailbox, mm -hmm. or maybe the big walk is to maybe go to the grocery store if it's nearby. So what I recommend for folks who are just starting out, I call it the one mile radius challenge. So if you're good on Google, you know, go on to Google Maps. If you're not, I mean, you can conceptualize this too. You don't actually physically have to have a map. But draw a radius around your neighborhood. Maybe that's a mile radius or two mile radius or three mile, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. It may be a half a mile or it may even be a quarter mile, whatever works for you. And then make the commitment to walk to all those things within that radius. So if you were to draw a mile radius, perhaps in your mile you have a post office, a pharmacy, a doctor, a grocery store, a school, a music lesson, whatever. Make the commitment to start walking to those things. Because granted, it's probably going to be quicker for you to walk than to drive, probably, because by the time you park and get in your car and all that, you probably walk the distance anyway. But do that one mile radius or that half mile radius or that two mile radius. And then when that's comfortable, start making your radius bigger. So in relation to my walks, you can go to denverbyfoot.com and actually search by length, nature, urban, family, several different mm -hmm. filters that you can search up, but mm -hmm. one of them being distance. And the shortest walks I have are two miles. So you can search for the two to three mile walks. And then you know, I always have a map for every single walk. You can look at that map and go, you know what? I don't know that I quite want to do the whole loop, but here's a way that I could cut the loop in half and maybe only do a mile of that three mile route. But each, you know, all the routes are, they're illustrated, the map is interactive, and you can go on that map and modify it to your needs. So if you had to break it up, mm -hmm. you could pick up where you left off next time? Sure, absolutely. And, okay. Mm -hmm. all right. As you know, I'm more a cyclist than a, a walker, and I once asked you, couldn't I just cycles your walks and and you made a funny face at me <laughs> because you said well it is meant to be a walk right. after all. Right. so what kinds of things would i miss or would someone miss with your walks if they were on a bike or you know rollerblading or on sure. a skateboard or whatever. In other words, going a little faster right. than walking. I think that's a fair question. The website's called Denver by Foot for a reason, not Denver by Bike or Denver by Wheel. <laughs> because the things I talk about in my walks, you know, I, the, the walk will give you the directions of where to go, a map, and then a narrative about what you're going to see. And a lot of the times I'm telling you to go over to the plaque and read the plaque, or you're, I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. to, you know, go look at the mural and look for the quote that's in the mural or whatever. And I think when you're going at faster speed, you miss little nuances and details like that. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of the walks are curated around sidewalks and crosswalks. So in Denver, you have to ride your bike in the street. You're not allowed to ride on the sidewalk. The only way you can ride on a sidewalk is if it's a multimodal path like the, or the Platte River Trail or the, the Cherry Creek Trail. So the sidewalks in your neighborhood, they're not allowed for bicycles. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really the difference is I'm really trying to get people to stop and see the treasures 
Now, there are some of the walks that are on my website that are strictly only on the the big trails, like the Confluence Walk that mm -hmm. I mentioned so on, where you certainly can take it on your bike. Mm -hmm. But I really try to think about people who are walking and going at that three-mile-per-hour pace and, and really trying to point out things they'll see at that mm -hmm. rate. What about people walking dogs or, or pushing absolutely. a stroller? Sure, totally, absolutely. Totally yeah. conducive to that? Absolutely. The more legs, the better. <laughs> So what are some of the other things, the other ways that people can get involved with Denver by Foot, and including let our listeners know how they can reach out to you if they want to know more? Sure. And let me just add that all of my walks are curated for people that are mobile, that are mobile devices as well. So if they're in a wheelchair or in a walker or something, they can do these walks. So you don't necessarily have to be on feet, but you're not necessarily on a bicycle. Is maybe okay. what I should, I should clarify there. Okay. So I have several ways to get involved with Denver by Foot. Probably the, I have one thing right now that is current and one thing that's coming up that I want to tell you about both of them if I could. Mm -hmm. So one thing I have right now, I call it the Denver by Foot Challenge. And it is, it's really around that, that theory of get out and discover Denver. And so I put together 30 different walks all in the city and county of Denver that give you all kinds of narration, all kinds of backstory to all the things that are happening in the, on that route. So like, for example, there's a route in Park Hill, and it goes through all of the African-American history and the segregation fight and desegregation fight that happened in the 60s in Park Hill. And you walk by all the different areas that are relevant to that story. And mo a lot of people don't know that. that. A lot of people have no, that they didn't grow up here in Denver. They have no, no understanding at all about how Park Hill played in the civil rights movement in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And there's actually relevant places in, in Park Hill that made national news and made national change. And so... These walks are curated walks that take you all through the city and teach you some of those things or maybe relearn them or maybe have you remember them. Mm -hmm. So that's a Denver by Foot Challenge and you can download that and it's $29 and there's some discount codes that are available for that. And then what I have coming up, they'll be out later this, this summer, I'm hoping to get it ready in July, cross my fingers, mm -hmm. um, is the new Denver by Foot Treasure Hunt. It's kind of mm. the same thing as the challenge, except it's a little bit shorter and easy, more easily digestible. And it's really designed around, I will give you a clue, and then you follow the clue, and it will take you to a place, and at that place there will be a plaque or a monument or something, and from that monument you have to pull a word off of it. It's a little mm. word puzzle. You will put, you'll put all the words together from the, I, I'll probably have 10 places, from the 10 places, you put a little word thing together and that the final 10 words will tell you a final place to go. And if you solve the puzzle, then you'll, you get a patch. I mean, it's not a big, it's not a treasure hunt, like the big million dollar treasure chest that we just found, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, you get a patch for, mm -hmm. for doing it. And so that will be ready pretty soon. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really great. And a really great thing to do with families and kids too. The, the thing I think I love most about what you do is that you know, we've got so many people moving here mm -hmm. um, to Colorado because it's awesome. But everything you do is as relevant for somebody who's just visiting for a weekend, who just moved here, who's lived here a long time, and people like me who've lived here all our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is something to discover for all of us. And I just think it makes it very, very, very valuable. And I love Denver very much. Obviously, I wouldn't have named a blog after <laughs> it took so much time. So I, I really thank you because I'm proud of our city and, and I think it's wonderful that you're showing it off in such creative and health-oriented ways. I mean, you're you. not just like eating your way through all the fried food of Denver. <laughs> You know, you're like the anti that. So thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about while we've... You know, one of the... Um, every once in a while I'll put together a walk because people, you know, that follow me, 
So you can follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook at Denver by Foot. And also an Eat, Walk, Learn has the same handles for Eat, Walk, Learn on all those places if you want to see the world, the world view of my life. But in the Denver view, people are constantly asking me, can they come walk with me or do whatever. I don't do a lot of public events, but every once in a while I do because it is fun to get out and meet people and talk with people and hear their points of view about the things that I'm trying to share. And I'd say the number one question I get is, are you are you born here? Were you were mm. you born here in Denver? Which is a real compliment because, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like there's so much I don't know about Denver, but a lot of people are like, God, I can't believe all the things you know. I can't believe you're not from here. Mm -hmm. And I think not being from here makes me, it allows me to go places that I think if you're from here, you have preconceived notions that you're not supposed to do those things or not supposed to go those places. You know, mm -hmm. every city has places that people think of as not accessible for them. And I think not being from here, I don't have those those walls built up around places in Denver. And so it's it's allowed me to go explore places that, and because I've explored them, other people are now exploring them too or want to go explore them. So one of the biggest compliments I get is, are, are you from here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not from here. But I, I like you, I love Denver. I named a blog after, you know, mm -hmm. you too. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want the whole world to know about Denver because I don't want the whole world to come here. Right. <laughs> Yet yeah. for those who do come here, I want them to love it as much as I do. Because I think when you love where you live, you take ownership of it. And when you take ownership of it, you make sure it's a good place to live. Well, I could not have <laughs> ended on a better note if I had fed you that line myself, which I did not. That was, that was beautiful. So thank you so much, Chris, again, for, for joining me today, for being my first official podcast on In Good Taste Denver and for sharing your great information. I, I hope everybody listens to this, and we'll have an article that the podcast is attached to on the website, and I'll have links to both of your websites and all your social media handles, so people will be able to reach out and, and learn more very conveniently. So thank you very much for joining me. And thank you, Courtney. It's been wonderful.